We're just sellouts. Now we're just doing like Valentine's Day and just the holidays. I don't know. I think we should do Valentine's Day though. I think that the money injected by Westfield, Westfield, when you want the best, go to the field, and their sort of promotional influence has actually helped us solidify our quality podcasting. We couldn't have done it without them. Westfield, when you want the best, go to the field. Who's calling it the field? That's what all the cool people call it. <laughs> I've I've West met West three Eagles. cool people. You want to know who they were? One. Okay. Abraham Lincoln. One. Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Two. So cool. Two. Madeline Albright. Yeah. Three. Abraham Lincoln. That's the trifecta. That's the big three. That's actually also my Desert Island Discs. I just want to listen to them speak. Just those guys DJing. Just DJing. For you on an island. Sipping yeah. Just doing, doing some Bob Dylan jazz. <laughs> when you were on a desert island, you are not picturing Tom Hanks and Castaway. You're, you're picturing you. <laughs> Madeline like, Albright at a DJ booth. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't know who Madeline Albright is. That's okay. That's fine. You can Google this later. Okay. Um, thank you for having me at your home. It has been a delight tonight. To, Why is it coming here? You, made, you handmade my balls for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, I hung out with your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, we clashed intellectually and emotionally. Yeah. Um, but in the most delightful manner. <laughs> yeah. Was it? I did. Yeah, I had a lovely night. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's it's nice for me to have you get a glimpse of what I'm up against some of the time, <laughs> and also nice for him to see where I get some of my ideas from. Right. Wait, did because, you just admit that you get ideas from me? Yeah, well, I mean, you're part of my, the circle of people that I listen to, and when I have these, those kind of... Respect. So you guys, yeah. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Um, when I have these kind of conversations with him, he just thinks, because he's, he's, in, he's in his own bubble. Sure. And he's thinking, you... He's just clumping me, me, me in with like a whole bunch of other yeah. people that he's seen on Today Tonight. Sure. Something. So it's, it's nice for both of you. I don't know. It was... Um, I enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. It, it was kind of like the Avengers teaming up. You finally got to see your no, two biggest role models, no. No. you know, joining forces against you. No. Um, you know, I'm reading between the lines a little bit, maybe. I haven't seen The Avengers. The Adventures. Mm, the adventures, the adventures of Peter <laughs> Rabbit. Of Peter Rabbit. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did watch those. Uh, well, I see. This is why you're so knowledgeable in all those things about rabbits. The first superhero. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Um, we'll fix that. You can we'll fix that in post. You can't. You, can, you, can, you can't. You definitely can't see any it's whale noise. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we. I do have a well noise. I can bring that back. Um, you should have a button. <laughs> yeah, one day, one day when we got Jake and Amir money, we can have our sound effects board. What kind of money you reckon they're on? Oh, eighty grand a year. I'm joking. They probably they probably make like twelve grand. They well, they're not working for Funny or Die anymore. Are they're they? not. Yeah, I wonder if uh, because they tried to get a show off the ground. Mm. Are you checking Facebook? Well, I know. I'm ordering Indian food. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. Um, my hands are so glittery now because yeah, of this stuff. It feels weird. 
Yeah. Was it hand cream? I don't think it's it's <laughs> it's less of a distraction than the the tutu that you decided to wear to family dinner. Tonight. Hey, if I want to free ball it with your dad, that's my right. <laughs> also, he, he should accept me as who I am. Yeah, but he does totally does not know that. Um, you're a you're a Taurus. Lesbian. I'm a Taurus. No. Does he actually not know that I'm gay? Um, I don't... Th- well, I thought he did. Mum does. He not, He asked me about the massage, whether I'd get erect if a guy was massaging me. Yeah, but he's saying that to make a joke. Whereas mum, who listens, she knows, she's like... I said, Nick's coming over. Yeah. She was like, oh, how's he going in New Zealand? All this stuff. Dad really has no way. Like, he's like... He's probably heard you, but he's like... Uh, I have no really idea who that is. <laughs> sure. Um, so he doesn't retain any information like that. Right. Yeah. But I thought for many years, um, when you were trying to point out who I was, mm. who I am, who I was amongst the Wallace crew, <laughs> yeah. um, I couldn't work out what tense to use there. Um, you'd be like, Nick, and he'd be like, uh, the tall one. And he'd be like, no, no, you know, Nick, no. the guy from the, the, from the podcast. And he'd be like, uh, slightly fat. And he'd be like, no. And eventually you're just like the gay one. And he went, oh yeah, right. No, you know what it was? What was it? It was, uh, you had a chat with him about the wire. Right. And he, he got real into the wire after he talked with you. Right. So you were the wire guy. That's the wire. But I the should have given thing. him some TV re- um, recommendations. Dude, you should have just. <sighs> he would have really liked the Americans. Tell him to watch The Americans. Will you do that for me? Is that a, the one about the... Um, Soviet Russians. Soviet okay. Russians and Americans. He'd okay. really like it. He would. Right. He will. Mm-hmm. I feel I just, a bit weird, but good. I felt weird today as well, actually. What is that? I think it was all that pot I smoked last night. Uh, welcome to D4, everybody. Um, and again, yeah. twice in as many weeks, based here in the glorious... Adela Vade. That's what cool people call it. Um, this is a podcast. We talk about... What do we talk about? Ourselves. We talk, this is a podcast. We talk about ourselves. Mostly. Um, mostly ourselves. And sometimes we also discuss our narcissism. Yeah, and... Uh, Which takes like, us a bit out. Yeah, it's like ourselves. a meta-analysis of yeah. ourselves. <laughs> um, and, you know, every now and then, the world at large. Uh, sitting yeah. across from me, not via the internet... Via the air and space-time continuum, Marcus Brecky, Gene Hackman, do your so, Gene Hackman impression. Well, get out of this office. Don't be here. Wow, I was feel like I was there, and that was I was from, because that was from as one of Gene Hackman's movies, Gene Hackman from his <laughs> famous movie, Get Out of My Office. Uh, Marcus Brecky, hello. Misunderstood. Hey, I'm Nick. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. I feel a bit more drunk now that I'm up here. I think it's the it's altitude. The altitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that extra flight of stairs really did yeah. add it to us. I'm going to just have one more sip of this. Mm. I'm having... Uh, I have had so much to drink over the last three days. So it's yeah. Boxing Day. It, we are in full boxing mode. Um, what are we talking about this week, Michael? New Year's. New Year's. New Year's Specifically... The 2016 New Year. New Year's resolution. So, what's what's, to come? what's the thing that, that people do? They put a a thing in the ground and they open it flag. up like... Flag. Flag pop. Are we going to do charades? <laughs> yeah. I'm on board. Well, I'll just tell you. Okay. Do charades, but, charades. but if you speak it, yeah, that would be good. 
They put the thing in the ground. How many words? Um, I, I don't know. Oh. They put the thing Should in the be. ground and then they might, and they open it up like 15 Mines. years later. You know Man what I'm Mines. talking about? It's like a time, time capsule. Time right? machine. A time capsule. If you knew the answer all this time, why didn't you just lead with it? Well, I didn't. Um, so let's talk about our New Year's resolutions and see if we can... Do you believe in New Year's? I mean, yes, let's do this, but also to start with. Yeah. Do you believe in the idea of New Year's no, resolutions? Do. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Do, why? I mean, it's arbitrary. It's arbitrary. Yeah, that's assume, my, that's assume, my point. I assume that's what you're getting at. Yeah, but, it's so arbitrary. But our brains um, need that kind of that kind of uh, separation. Like, it, yeah, it, it's just another but day. But do you think, I mean, is there any evidence that New Year's resolutions are any more effective than any there other? Is. And in fact, there is. I would almost suspect that decisions made mid-year, made with no fanfare, are upheld and you know, um, followed more because they're not some ceremonial act. They're not some, you know, fanfare about, oh, this is the year that I'm going to do X. It's like, no, I've actually come to this decision, you know, apropos of nothing because yeah. it matters to me. I think I, I just I have a distinct memory of listening to a podcast, maybe a TED, TED Talk, on um, why it is useful, why news resolutions tend to work better. I understand your point. Like, yeah. Maybe if you're making it because, like, maybe you've been drinking since January until July and you're thinking, fuck, I should stop drinking. Sure, maybe that stuff. But I think and the separation of people uh, having the ability to... It's, it's, it's an illusion. But thinking, I can wipe 2016 clean and start again and I can start again afresh as a new person. Sure. And the the hope to change with that. So you do you make New Year's resolutions? Um, I have. I have more of a drive this year. I have made them in the past, but never really cared. This time I care. What's made you care? Um. Uh, I think. Um, I think I just changed throughout the year. I just want do I want I want things. I don't think I really wanted things that much before. But you want things that you have to take action to obtain. Not just that. I want to... Well, yes. Um, but not just professionally, whatever I want. There are character um, things that I want uh, to change in myself real bad. Interesting. Yeah. I Is really that one of your resolutions? Yeah. Personality change? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I really want to make an effort to be just nice to people and not judge them. Because it, it's all ego. For me sometimes. You know, you know, we've talked about this and I've gotten better at it. Mm. I think we've talked about it on podcasts before. Mm. But that thing of being kind of mean to people when they're not in on the joke. And I have gotten better with that, but I'm still doing it a little bit and... Just judgmental, but I've realised this year, and I don't think I properly realised that before, is that all it comes down to, and this is the other thing I need to do, is just get rid of my ego as much as possible. It's always going to be there, but... Ego or insecurity? Um, I... Well, yeah, I don't really know the difference, but... Um, Can you say that? No. Um, I don't really know the... Di- I, I think that they're both tied up, but I, I assume that ego is... Um, yeah, they I, are I think they, they go hand in hand, yeah, for sure. 
um, the little lies that I catch myself telling to people, they don't matter. About yourself. About myself, maybe exaggerating things like, um, um, what's a recent one? Uh, I can't really like, 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 like career things or history things or uh, just, just stupid shit. Just this, the shit that I know that isn't quite true that I say to people who I'm close with mm. and who I should be telling the truth to. Mm. It's like the stupid shit that makes me feel better and getting, you know, when you tell someone something, you think of, oh, I'm going to, I'm about to, I don't know, write this book and then they say to you, oh, that sounds awesome. You get this endorphin rush. Sure. Which is almost, well, it gives you some sort of endorphin rush as, yeah. as, as, as uh, having actually done it. And then that almost satisfy, satisfies the need to actually do it. And so I think that sometimes makes me lazy. And also I don't want to lie. Yeah. Didn't expect to say that. No. Um, yeah. That uh, yeah, so we you're focused on that this year. What, what when you say that you came to that halfway through this year or, or across the course of this year, mm-hmm. is that do you think that was a long time coming or was there a specific thing which triggered that realization that you needed to change? I don't think it was a trigger. I think I just I just you mature sometimes. Yeah, and um, you don't know. It's like it's gradual realization Maturation. yeah um it's a it's gradual but then i think there, there comes a point where you're just like oh no i need to mm. do that so you're, you're treating new year's resolution this year as as a, a legitimate opportunity to to make a different yeah path for yourself this year yeah interesting yeah. real um i'm really excited for it too that's good what are you gonna do well i mean i've i i must admit that i am one of those people where i'm like if it would, if it mattered enough to me, if I was self-aware enough, if I um, had the impetus and the realization at any time of the year, then I'll be the kind of person that would do it from that time in the year when it when it came about. You know, and not someone be, to that might be true too. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure that's the case for you as well. I'm sure you've made midstream decisions that you know you've stuck to just as much. But when it comes to that kind of thing of like, this is why what I want for this year. There's only been a few kind of instances previously in which I have, I can remember having made that conscious effort. Yeah. One of the big ones was after 2013, where I'd had the a year in which, so off the back of 2012, I'd come home and I'd had this heart condition and I was having panic attacks and anxiety and I was trying to come to terms with, with that across the course of that year and still working at Wallace post-degree not quite sure where my life was headed. And I got to the end of that year and I thought, shit, I look back at that. It's been a year since I traveled. It's been a year since my medical issues. And, um, you know, I, I, I have been recovering, but at the same time, I have not accomplished really anything. Like I look back at that year and go, I did not really do anything in 2013. Yeah. Um, and so when it came to the end of that year and going into 2014, I made a conscious kind of, decision that I want to be able to get to the end of that year and have something to show for it in a creative sense in a maybe in a career sense as well but but just specifically to have you know physical evidence of of progress towards a goal yeah 
as opposed to the kind of just status quo that I was stuck in in 2013. And I think that was, you know, I discussed that a bit because that was one of the reasons that after years of talking shit and about, you know, you and I should do something together, that was out of that deep thought was born when I said, you know, I want to actually do this. Let's actually have a podcast. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, And so that was perhaps a um, uncharacteristic example of me setting a goal and trying to do things. And, you know, surely, sure enough, by the end of that year, and it might have just been coincidence, but that was when I got the job overseas as well. Like I'd, I'd actively, you know, kept an eye out for jobs and, and tried to find these opportunities. And it was, it was that year that I was, that I got the job and, and left at the end of it. Well, I think it was clear, maybe more in hindsight, but, um, well, I mean, certainly, certainly in hindsight, but... That was that time was certainly a gear shift. You you changed gears. Yeah, you went you went to fifth, I think then, and um, a lot of change, a lot of things changed about you. You just seemed hungry. Yeah, I think, I think that's that what time. it was. Yeah, I was ready for something and you different. Talk, you, we talked a little bit about this last night when um, about your parents. Mm. Uh, you going back over notes that your parents gave in twenty thirteen? Yeah. yeah, so I had. Um, so my parents, I was about to say to their credit, no, I think it is to their credit, but it is, it is, it is. but it, it's still not, it's, it's hard to, to be objective about, but, um, they had, they're invested in my future as, you know, understandably, you know, parents are, um, and they wanted me to succeed. Um, and we would do these catch ups every six to 12 months and where we'd have a, a meeting, you know, me, mum and dad, and they would, you know, ask me to talk through my plans, my goals, my career direction, my everything. And this was in a context in which I had been working at the cinemas for five years straight then. And I'd finished my law degree and they were waiting for some evidence that I was about to take the next kind of step. And as part of this, you know, catch up and strategic planning session, which I always dreaded because it felt like being interrogated about your life choices. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, Dad would type up these notes and he'd type them up like board meeting um, uh, minutes. So it'd be, um, you know, clause one. Mum and Dad love you very much and support you and your choices. Clause? <laughs> yeah, but it, like honestly, it was, it was numerated like 1.1 <laughs> 1. 1, and then it would be like 1.1.1. 1. 1. 1. Uh, we want you to, we, yeah, we want you to succeed at your thing, yeah. but we fear that you are not devoting yourself with your full energy towards the pursuit of a goal. If that is screenwriting yeah. 1.1.2, uh, some of the things that we would like to see you attempt if you were to pursue screenwriting, uh, 1.1.3, 1. 1. uh, screenwriting courses, you know, uh, uh, you know, vocational education, you know, on the job training any job, take any job, you know, and, and it was things like you're currently not employed, which, which was not true. Like, obviously I was working at Wallace, but they, they wrote that up. Like dad obviously wrote that up as meaningless. Yeah, um, you, you can see why, but what, what are you saying that you, that came across as too harsh for you? And would you, I like ha, what effect did that have on you? Because if you're saying that has a, has, did have a positive effect on it, 
on you. I don't and know. I don't know that it necessarily did because I, I, I knew what I... It, it's a, yeah, it's apparently it's sliding doors. But, um, it, it, you know, when I read it, I had that that least enjoyable feeling, like, emotion that I that you can get, which is that pit of your stomach, sick kind of, oh, God, I've done something bad kind of reaction. It's a useful emotion. Yeah, potentially, but I don't know if it's if if that emotion was I think maybe if it goes too far it can be damaging. But... Well, but you remember that I'm I was in the process of dealing with anxiety at that time. So it might not have been the most constructive way to go about bringing, you know, support or encouraging progress of that nature. But um the the that it's half me I understand that. I'm sorry cuz I don't yeah, no, and, and fair enough. Even what the symptoms of anxiety sure. are. Well, you know what the, the concept the symptom, of anxiety is. The symptoms of anxiety. Number one, anxiety. What? Yeah. What's next. I mean, the the headaches. It, the, the the if if you are someone who is already aware that you want to be further along in this career path, or that you should be, you know, you know somewhere like, other than Wallace, mm-hmm. and then you have other people jump on with a, a formalized letter like that saying like you should be doing something that isn't this yeah. then that's like not going to help you Michael Jordan off the bench on, on the bench when uh, when he's missed a shot is this like a he sport? knows what he's done yeah exactly you you're not you're not telling me something that I didn't know and you're just reinforcing the pressure to to do something which is it Maybe. doesn't necessarily help with performance yeah I think for you you would be a tricky son to manage though I have no idea. In in what way? Uh, just in terms of knowing what I wanted. Well, right now I'm just imagining me as your dad. I'm like, well, finally. I hate the idea that that my son's smarter than me. <laughs> so how do I deal with that? <coughs> get a job, get a hippie. Yeah. Um, just because I don't know, you're just a complex guy. I'm like, I don't know. I th- I don't I. From what and this is cheap, but from what I've seen of your parents, like, um, they just clearly love you and they're so proud of you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> why are you? Why are you? Why are you, you apologising for that? I don't know because that's like it's. Heavier. But um, yeah, I mean, I, like, but that no, but I mean guilty. that's the, I mean that's kind of the thing, isn't it? like like they they were in, they were genuinely invested. It's just one of those hard things to sort of be confronted with the fact that you've they're not happy with yeah. with the progress that you've made or anything like that. So I like I, so the only reason I bring but this is up that was not okay. Is it just the fact that you had anxiety at the time? No, I'm not saying that that was it's, the cause. It's normal, right? But I mean, do you get like were you getting those kind of conversations with people about your direction? Yeah. Are you getting those conversations? Not so much anymore. But do you feel like? It was useful. Yes, I mean, I I told you this last night when when I came back from overseas. I had no idea. I just I quit my job. Wanted to go overseas. Did that. Had no plan, and Dad came in and um, I think I was hungover one day and he came into my my sister's room with the child's wallpaper up and he just said, "What are you doing? Like, what are you, you know, like? What are you going to do? Like seriously, what are you going to do?" And I had no answer. I just like realized that I needed to do something. Otherwise, I'd be working in a bar for the rest of my life. I don't, 
But I, I kind of feel like that approach is is more appreciable because it feels spontaneous. It feels like like a human connection in which it's just a conversation that you're having with your son. Yeah. I think the the format of being sat down like a meeting and presented with three pages of notes about your you know yeah. your love for someone and here's the thought processes that we've had and this is what we want to see this is your targets and your your you know your business you know schedule is is more confronting in that way because it feels like they've you know been stewing on this and sitting on it and and uh, approaching it like a like a business transaction yeah i mean i can't even imagine that i haven't I have to. I haven't even seen a business meeting, to be honest. <laughs> I'll send you a, a picture of one of the pages if you're curious. You can see what. I'll do yeah, please do. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen horrible bosses too. <laughs> and that, I mean, after that kind of trauma, that you know, anything else is small yeah. fry. Yeah. Um. So you got you got resolutions. Or something. I mean, going into this year, probably your left bicep. Yeah, obviously. If just I was going to say anything for you. Yeah, <laughs> just balance each other's it out. Yeah. It's weird you're talking about that because Saxon and I were talking about that last night as well. Yeah, well, his dad was uh, had some concerns about that. Oh, really? About the masturbation but, talk? I don't know about that, but he thought you were hitting on his son. I was so hitting on his son. Were you? No, I'm just... But did no, I, did we... I, um, no, I was having a good conversation with him. Yeah, no, I, I think he just made... Why was he concerned about that? Um, I think he, he made a comment to someone and said, I think, and this is, he didn't know who you are. No one had given, yeah, yeah. briefed him on you. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I obviously normally I hand out pamphlets with a <laughs> briefing whenever <laughs> I enter the room. <laughs> Weird one out. I mean, yeah. it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. There's so many people there to me. <laughs> um, I think he did make a comment like, I think that guy's trying to hit on my son. <laughs> I know. That must be a very confronting thing for a father to witness. Uh, it, yeah, um, that's all. That's the extent of what I know. He then offered me some. He might after have been the joking. Fact. Yeah, did um, he? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Um, brunch. Yeah. No, I. I think we we really bonded. Please don't fuck my son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was not getting those signals. Um, <laughs> the, uh, how do we get onto that? New Year's resolution. New Year's resolution. Oh yeah, of yeah. Course. Beef up my left hand. Yeah. Um, left arm. The uh, the thing that I have next year. Uh, I mean, most of these past three years has kind of been career focused because uh, I guess in some ways I have put aside life focus for a bit because just by the nature of the job and what my opportunities are over there. Yeah, it's kind of the dominant force in my lifestyle in life at the moment. So going into next year, it is the challenge of. I have, yeah, I've been promoted. I've got a different kind of role within this company. And I, I guess I'm kind of approaching it as if three years is a reasonable amount of time to spend in the one production and, and potentially that this might be the last year that I spend there, depending on how it all goes and what my opportunities are. Um, but particularly because my interest is in writing and I have been promoted to a level which could be more administrative or more overseeing and less creative. And so I guess my, it, it, I mean, this isn't really an explicit resolution, but I suppose it's, it's one of those, um, benchmarks that you measure the year against. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I'm just keen to ensure happens is that I still get 
to express my creative side in writing. Yeah. And it might be that the job now doesn't allow as much of it as it did last year. And that instead I can now get home from work and not feel like I've been able to be creative all day and thus can actually return to doing some of my own writing again on weekends or on weeknights where um, previously, like in these past couple of years, it's been, well, I've devoted all of my brain energies to the show and to the job and I don't need to now go and write something for myself. Um, but potentially if, if this year is going to be slightly different to that, it will be an opportunity to actually go, all right, well, let me go back to that screenplay I was working on and let me finish off Ushers, which, you know, I've got two episodes left to write and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And might, you know, just, just keeping an eye on that balance. That's interesting to hear you talk like that. Um, and we might have had a similar conversation this time last year, now that I think about it. But you talking now, having already uh, been put on your trajectory. Mm. So now the the focus is different to to me now. Yeah, and I'm just using this as a comparison. To me now, the the goal and the the difficult. Uh, obstacle to overcome is to get onto a trajectory. Mm. Seeing you're already on it, now your focus is, well, now now that I'm on that, how do I... Uh, how do I get what I want out of it? Yeah. How do I um, strateg- like strategically play this? Mm. Interesting to see. So, so, so have you got an explicit resolution for next year? I mean, you've talked about your sort of emotional side of... Emotional is not the right word, but like attitude, kind of, try it to be less. I that to to me that the character, um, the character stuff is probably most important to me because I think that will bleed into a lot of other things, um, like optimism, as well. I think mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. Um. The the job stuff I think um I I I just I I just think that that will fall into place. Sure. Yeah. I have I have hope that that will fall into place. I'm pretty sure. And that that itself is also tied into other things in terms of financial security and everything that allows you to then, from a more stable footing, pursue the things that you're interested in. Yeah, uh, we we talked about this last night, but I can't really remember what you said. But I remember it it sounded like something I should have listened to. Um, was about you. I think I said that I was worrying about money, and you, you said that it's. Oh, I I said that it was kind of fickle to worry about money, and you said no, it's. You said it isn't. Well, I mean, it's a very, why? Well, yeah, I I don't think it's silly to be concerned about whether you can pay your rent or buy food. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's a quite obvious. The, the reason I said that because I had a conversation with another person that night, and they said that it was. Stupid to worry about it, but to be honest, that person now that I think it was quite privileged. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I don't. I mean, it is a. I won't say universal, but hugely common concern of a lot of people. How do yeah. I pay for things? How do I stay afloat financially? Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's 
I, you know, I mean, that's the I'm, thing. It's, isn't it a weird thing? Like, I'm never... You and I, we'll, prob- we'll probably never be homeless, even if we fuck up big time. Yeah. We'll probably just never be homeless. Yeah. We, we just have an inherent safety net in our family and living situations. Yeah. That we'll never go without without having something oh. to fall back on. Oh. Um, but and at the same time, you know, you have... You want a degree of independence. You know, you want to be able to actually chart your own course with, yeah. without the... I mean... I don't want to say without the support, but without the backing, perhaps of the, of you know your your parents. Do um, you give Do you give money to homeless people? Like, how do you How do you? There actually aren't homeless people that I. There's maybe, like in my day to day life in New Zealand, I just don't see homeless people. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 every now and then, possibly, but not out, of, not not by, not deliberately. I, I can't claim that I do. With any regularity, um, whereas what's that, um, what's that got to do with? I don't know. Uh, um, I suppose. I mean, this is gonna. This is somewhat about ego, but um, I, I, I suppose I know that I do give money to causes that I am invested in, and potentially value the. Uh, institutional approach to to fighting those things than an individual one-on-one this person needs money right now kind of thing and you know that might be unreasonable and it might you know it might be actually the case that giving this guy a couple of dollars is going to cause more um, practical relief than any sort of hundreds of dollars that I could give to another you know charity or something like that yeah but I um when we're in um when we were in uh, Santa Monica for this trip, we um, had lunch on the pier at this restaurant and the serving sizes, like everything in America, were huge. And so Eve had ordered this thing and it just had mountains of like tortillas and, and chicken and stuff that she just hadn't touched. And so she asked for a takeaway container and she packaged up what was legitimately a full meal's worth of other stuff that she had just not been able to eat and, and um and took it with her and then on the way back to the car she had spotted that there were some homeless people sleeping on the um sand mm-hmm. and she walked over and and had you know got their attention and, and handed over this this meal to them and i you know i looked at it and i you know i said to her I was like oh that was you know really nice of you really like but but it was like a, a thought process that had never entered my mind you know, they were gluten intolerant though. They were gluten intolerant. Which is really well, actually, cool. Eve's gluten lactose and dairy, uh, gluten lactose sugar intolerant. So yeah, it actually worked out. Yeah, um, a smug little bitch. Yeah. So the, um, but like that that, that you know, forethought. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. that that approach is just not something that would have crossed my mind in that you don't way. It comes naturally to you. Um. Well, do you learn it? How old is she? She's twenty six. 27. So, yeah, yeah, she's no different to us. Do you think women are more empathetic than men? Say that again? Do you think women are more empathetic than men, naturally? Like, you could explain it. Biologically? Yeah. It's possible. It's It would be an interesting hypothesis to test. Yeah. I don't know that it... I don't know that I could make a generalisation. Yeah. I think, I think a, a lot of it... I would say. I think, uh, I, certainly, it would make sense, biologically. But I also think that much much like everything that's part of human nature it is 
as much a learned attribute as it is a genetic one. And you might not have a biological predisposition to it, but your fam- family and social circle um, teaches you that that's how you should be generous to other yeah. people. And I mean, look at churches and that kind of stuff like that. So much of their um, ideology is about, um, you know, giving and, and generosity to the poor and that kind of stuff. And that is a, that's a cultural decision. So if you come up in that kind of environment, you, you would, you would be more likely to take those kind of, attributes cultural though mm. for a church yeah you can't you can't say that um that you know they, kid, uh, kids in kids from religious backgrounds don't inherit their you know the values of their religious parents no i'm not saying that but i'm you know um like what? What are they doing it for? Do they are they doing it because they think they're gonna get brownie? But points? does it matter to the does it matter to the homeless person no. who's getting a meal? No, it doesn't. But it's not altruistic. Then. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, isn't all if charity? Doing, if, well, isn't no. all charity for someone's self? You know, to make yes. someone feel better about it. Yes, so all charity is good, but charity within a, with an agenda is better. Is worse than charity without one. But who does charity without an agenda? UNICEF. <laughs> I don't know. I think they probably have a, a, a goal in mind as well. What could it be? Uh, no, I guess just Nazi domination. <laughs> Recruit atheists. <laughs> yeah. Atheist army. Yeah, but I mean, you know, even even a secular donee to, you know, uh, yeah, Red like, Cross or whatever like core, that. Though, at the core, I mean, if you're talking about missionaries, like, they're going over there... Basically, because they know people are vulnerable. Like, I'm going to give you a loaf of bread in one hand and a Bible in the other. You, but you still get a loaf it. of bread. And some... Um, yeah, I'm not some, saying... I'm some, not saying some kindling for the fire. <laughs> yeah. And the cold yeah. desert nights. Yeah. And, and Nickelback t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It would be great if Bono as well as just giving out Nickelback t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, Bono. Um, yeah, he loves it. <laughs> in terms of your expectations of 2017 globally, mm-hmm. not personally. Globally. Globally. What do you feel like? I mean, 2016, man, that was a year. Uh, ask me what I want or what I expect. More both. What do you want? What do I want? I... Mm, this is going to sound pretty on the nose, but I really am just, with every, I, I'm, it, I'm, I'm playing right into, um, uh, mass media here, I know it, um, but I really am just getting so sick of these, uh, Jews. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time someone said something, stood up. <laughs> <laughs> made a stand <laughs> they're everywhere man uh, playing right into mass media's hands talking about Jews well um I I just want what I want is what I said uh, that I every one of these uh, uh this is I'm gonna say no, I don't wanna say this world peace I don't wanna say world peace but like I just really want 
this feud between the West and the East to end? As in the Middle East or the East East? Like Chinese East. <sighs> the Middle East. I just, it's so stupid. Yeah. I mean, I know it's deep culturally, but it's like, that's what I want. I just want, I don't, I'm, I'm basically asking for world peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I look, just because it's improbable doesn't mean that the desire for it is any less valid. Yeah. What I expect is less. It's a surprising that. show of empathy from you, actually. No, it's not. I mean, not surprising in it's, an unpleasant way. No, just... global, global empathy is way different than social. Yeah, you, you can still be rather cold in person, yeah. but at least I you can... I can relate you... way better to Earth as a whole <laughs> than I can to my close friends. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, oh, what, are you, what are you uh, looking for? 2017. Um, in terms of... I suppose it's hard to address that question without addressing politics. So I guess what I'm hoping happens in 2017 is cohesion amongst the progressives and and unity to uh, apply to uh, uh, apply a, 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 a yeah a, a coherent front against the challenges and resurgent conservatism that's been populating you know all kinds of western cultures from brexit to america to even you know the one nation side of australia uh, i just Wait, not not to interrupt yeah well totally to interrupt because i just did yeah um but um is that not is that anything more than fear is what is is that is that hope what you're talking about, or is is the symptom that I want cured, uh, an expression of fear. But all uh, all of these things that you just mentioned, one nation, Brexit, Brexit America, Brexit. one nation. These are all. It's all fear blown out. Sure. Misunderstanding. Yeah, quite possibly. So are you? Are you? What's your question? Are you, are you asking for me? Are you suggesting that I should be, uh, hoping for? An end to fear. What, what were you saying that you were hoping for? Uh, well, I guess... Well, I was specifically saying I was hoping the left can unify rather than self-destruct or, or overanalyze or, or, or become factional in the wake of defeats like America. Right. And that together, you know, there can be a, a coherent force and voice against, you know, the backsliding, uh, you know resurgent rose-tinted glasses conservatism yeah um our best days are behind us make america great again brexit you know sentiment yeah because i think some of the reasons that that the conservative force one of the advantages that conservatives have over the liberal um side of things is their ability to mobilize and their ability to stay on point and focused on on one task whereas the left has a tendency to have certain priorities or certain um, disagreements of, you know, process or procedure that allows them to become fractured or to disagree with each other about the best, um, you know, approach. Because, you know, it, when, when, totally you, agree when you look at something like um, Bernie or Bust, I can't imagine that any Bernie person realistically thinks that Trump is going to be a, a, pres- a better president than Hillary. Yeah. But because they were so 
offended or disagreed about the fact that yeah, it wasn't Bernie. Doing it in spite. They, yeah, they cut yeah. off the nose to spite the face. Yeah. So I guess my, uh, my hope, as I said, is that the left can use it as a mobilising kind of force in the same way, I guess, towards the end of the George W. Bush years, um, people had a common enemy and, and were able to, to, to unite to work against that. Yeah. Um, and I hope that in, in the wake of these kind of things happening around the road world currently, there will be the opportunity to do the, the same here in 2017. Nice, nice. Oh, well, well, wishing for world peace and unity. Yeah. Let's go. Blood but I mean, and, I mean, yeah. some of that, some of that is selfish as well, because I don't want things to get worse. And I like the way that things are. And I think it requires a, you know, an actual opposition to demagoguery and to, you know, despot type acts yeah. in order to prevent it from becoming normalized or becoming, you know, taking, taking place full stop. Yeah. And what, what do you expect? I expect it to <laughs> split into party lines and to no be ineffective. No one anything good. Right. Like just, everyone just wishes. Mm. I hope this is going to be better, but I expect it to be shit. And it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's hard in the wake of a year like this to be optimistic. Because in so many ways, the actions that led to the sort of things that we're decrying mm. are the result of human frailties and fears and and old you know stu- uh, you know animalistic behaviors that are so intrinsically human it's hard to see a way for people it's hard to see as likely the fact that people would be able to surpass that you know tendency next year yeah when when when, when your behavior is motivated by fear yeah. It's hard to say. It just kind of feels like the world's kind of just lashing out. Like, they've just had enough and they're just lashing out and kind of making... But it's like not the irrational... world either, you know. It's like, it's like, a, it's like the one, it's the one subset, you know. It's the people that feel like they're being oppressed by no longer being able to be on top. Right. Yeah. It's the, it's the majority minority kind of problem where they think that just because they're no longer allowed to be superior to everyone else, they're now being oppressed. But, I mean, we're not... We're not just talking about England and America here. Like, with, like... If you, like, China. Or, uh... Thailand, Philippines. Like, these are all... These are still all places. And I've just... I've just named three countries, Nick. Wow. You, you're so you're worldly. Counting. Um, Play along at home. <laughs> Get out your bingo card of countries that Michael's going to mention. The United States and England are held to more of a, a gold standard than than the rest of the world, so they they kind of need to lead by example. In a way, do you agree with that at all? Well, I mean, they have been in positions of power for many years, and so they are watched more closely in that respect. But do they, they are held to do they not lead? Do they not lead the way? Do they not have influence? Well, I don't know. They certainly have influence. I don't think that's... that's Over the decisions of other... Absolutely. But I think in some ways that is a burden for them because the, there is inertia there, which means that once you're, you perceive yourself as of importance, the 
anything that could change the status quo is seen as as a potential risk to that importance. Right. Which, you know, when I think you look at places like, um, you know, Scandinavian countries, when you look at Norway or the Netherlands or something, and how they have, you know, they're looking at universal basic income and they're, you know, you have equal parental leave for people and you have all this social progression and, like, true democracies and all that kind of stuff. They're able to make that happen almost because they're not the focus, because they're not um, depended on by other countries. They, they also have like vastly smaller populations. Oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think margin, uh, ma- majorly different than, you know, Australia or New Zealand, you know. Um, then there's certainly not a 300 million, but I don't think then, you know, it's not like a country of 100,000 people. Mm. Um, they're real, you know, places. But because they're not... Um, they're not held up to that international superpower standard. Yep. It, it, you can kind of get why? by with because because the populace doesn't see themselves as already the best, and so yeah. they have the ability to see. Yes, there are things that we can prove. We can make this better. They, it's an ego thing. If you if you grow up in America and you're told America's the greatest country in the world, mm-hmm. and and you go through life like that, expecting that your current standard of living is the best that it can possibly be, yeah. then where's your incentive to strive for something more? And where's where's any even intellectually the opportunity there to perceive how that could improve? Yeah, who, who's thinking this? Everyone, everyone. Um, uh, I mean, I say everyone. That's obviously a generalization, but it is it is a it is a narrative of American life is that they are the center of the universe and they're American um, American superiority. You know, it, it is, is greatest country in the world. Exactly. Yeah. But like, but honestly, if you, it's like, yeah. it's, it is a kind of propaganda. I mean, but Britain doesn't it's have not, that it's kind not, of it's not, self-indulgence though. No, but they, they have a, his, but they kind of have the patriotism. They have the, they have the historical sense of their, they have the knowledge of their once superiority. They have the sense, but no, but honestly, yeah, no, like but the I, colonial, I what you mean, because the they, colonial got history, a history than America. So there's almost like they've got that swag. They've got they, a thousand years We don't years need to say of, it. We just know it. We, but we were. It feels like they need to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and they can be like, no, we know we, we literally were the center of, of Europe and of culture for a thousand years and yeah, our people what, settled it? and co- like colonized these places around the world. It was literally the British empire. We have a monarchy, you know, they, they, they might not think of themselves today as, you know, the best country in the world because that role is taken, but they have an intrinsic, uh, you know, uh, ego is not taken just because someone was like, who wants to be team captain? Me. But that's the thing. I yeah. mean, like they're not going to, uh, the British people are not really ones for, that kind of statement anyway, but you know, there, there is still a little bit, they have a little bit of that, that well, snobbery about it. Wasn't Italy have any of that? I don't know. I guess historically they haven't been in that same position. In fact, historically they've been on the wrong side of um, the line in some recent um, issues, but like what? <laughs> like world war two. Um, don't know enough about it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, they're, I, I, plus they have financial woes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But anyhow, you know, that I, I think it would take a certain kind of delusion in Italy to be like, no, we're the best place in the world. Um, when there's sort of objective traits like that for the most people be like, you're so tiny though. Yeah. Well, that's the thing in America, you know, they have the GDP, they have the, the population, they have 
this idea of personal freedoms and that kind of stuff. That's a little treasure. Uh, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Have a great fountain. Um, the but yeah no I mean if you it, it is a kind of propaganda. It's probably not pushed by the government, but it's certainly intrinsic in the in the the culture that they are on top. So you know, as I say, where's the where's the incentive to try and improve on that if you're already told from day one that this is the best that things can be? And 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 that skews your you know if you were to look at you know from within America if you look at something like Scandinavia which has you know free healthcare for all um, that skews the way you see that because you probably look at that and say yeah but what does it cost the taxpayer? And it's true that you know the taxes in in those countries is are high because it it covers incredible government services like that. So it it, it just it, it it infects the way that you perceive. Uh, your country's status and your your policies. And so if you if you bring this back to to you, yeah, wouldn't you just want your parents to tell you that you that you shit sometimes? You know, you make a really good point. Do I? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, uh, yeah. It was. I, it's hard to separate those conversations from the end result yeah. to know whether or not they did have a, a benefit. It certainly made me feel bad and potentially that did make me try harder. But I didn't do the things on their list. I didn't go back to school to study mm-hmm. screenwriting. I didn't you know, take an internship at a job. I didn't take any job that wasn't a thing. How, given what you've said about your folks and how they, and how you're maybe confused or unsure as to what they how positive their teaching methods were how do you think you would raise your kids in that same setting good question like is like obviously like consider how much I mean I, I, I don't think it was ever unclear that they were invested in my success I think that was they made that perfectly clear and they did want me to be able to achieve the thing that I wanted I don't think it's ever unclear but I think it's easy to dismiss that and I sometimes I mean I think imagining that you have a child can really um, I mean I know as soon as I imagine that I know how careful I'm going to want to how carefully I'm going to want to mould that and mm. Um, I'm going to want to be cautious I'm going to be so invested in that and I'm going to piss them off I know it Mm. because I care so much I don't even have a kid now Mm. I don't really care yeah I mean yeah I I certainly can't it is flattering is a weird word but like I'm grateful for that attention and, 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 and support because I know that there are so many people who don't have that um, that backing, you know, from a parent that doesn't think that they're on the right track, but also might not even have a parent there to back them yeah. regardless. So I'm certainly aware of, of, of that, that that's a privilege yeah. um, and that having someone invested in the outcome that you want is is, is special. Um, I guess it may be that the residual feeling of like, oh my God, this was like a nightmare yeah. is based on the fact that it, it triggered in me my own you know, self-doubt or, like, worries about my own direction. Yeah. And that it was, um, it was just reinforcing something I already suspected or needed to focus on. Yeah. 
it's a fine art. It is. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know how I'd approach how I would approach it as a kid. I think I would probably not approach it like a business meeting. <laughs> I would. I would definitely not do it with a numerated, you know, three-page list of clause. Two point one point three. You'd be you'd be using PowerPoint. Though. Yeah, I mean, I, it would be a hologram. Obviously, no, I would have made like a life, man. a life. You know, a real video presentation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit of an unexpected, uh, right in the feels. Yeah. Um, finding that in my drawer again as I was cleaning out the other day. Oh, um, I'm sure you can. Yeah. Thanks, says, for, thanks for your me. support. Yeah. Says Dr. Mike. Um, we got to wrap this up. I need, I need to piss so badly. Do you want me to pause and you can run off and piss? Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. His mic's still on, so we'll be able to hear everything that happens in the bathroom as he uh, unloads that, uh, that urine. Uh, I hope you guys have had a, a lovely Christmas season and uh, a holiday evening. Um, yeah, look, I don't want to spoil the magic, but it's currently Boxing Day. We're going to sit on this one a little bit just so that we don't overload people with podcasts, but it'll be uh, probably New Year's Eve, I think, that I'll pop this up as a bit of a bonus present. Um, so I hope that whatever you've been up to in this past week, whether it's Christmas and Boxing Day, or like a new man, or uh, I feel like Tim Allen in Home Improvement season two. Wow, what happened in Home Improvement season two? Uh, he just really found him, found himself. Yeah, you did not pee for very long. I have a weak bladder. Yeah, so you didn't really have much there. It's also one of my personal goals. <laughs> bladder strength, kegels, <laughs> stamina, or bladder. Wow. Um. Alrighty. Do you feel like you? Is there anything else that no, you're expecting? Like I've, or I've purged. You've purged. I felt good. Yeah, felt cathartic. Cool. Yeah, I feel good about that. Do we want to do um one last uh, favorite segment for the year before we uh yes. sign off? Yes. Do you know what I'm feeling? No. George, 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 George Clooney, George, George Clooney news. Watch out for that treat! Yes! We nailed it. It's finally got this right after all that yes. time. I mean, look, we peaked, but I'm happy. I'm there's happy. There's no George Clooney news. There's no though. George Clooney news, but we nailed the jingle. Yeah. Let's have a look on the old... Uh, I love that we did the jingle and then thought about what's a Google. That's the whole point of George Clooney news. You know the process, listeners at home. No, you're not uh, using Safari. I only use Safari. Just please Why? bear in mind if oh, there's because any... because Chrome eats up too much adventure. That's exactly right. If I was Chrome's about... so much better. No. What do you get from, from Chrome? Slick. Slickness. <laughs> you feel... You're, you're a power user. You're like, yeah, man, I'm, Is it I'm not taking... slicker? You can add extensions. Can you do that in Safari? Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll teach you and I'll, we'll go to the genius bar tomorrow and I will do a lesson. Um, okay, let's go to George Clooney. Let's see what's new. So George Clooney news, as you may know, George um, Clooney is a Hollywood actor. Hollywood actor. Three, I believe. The way that we treat George Clooney news, um, we'd just like to check in on his um, actions and activities. We type his name into Google. And we click on the first news result that Google comes up. Google is a website. Google is Search a website. Engine. 
Let's uh, clean oh, that. Oh, that. I don't, don't clean the cereal. <laughs> I don't think that that was it. Ooh, how about this one? Something lighthearted, please. Yeah. Oh, that's genuinely that interesting. Yeah. This. Okay, so we're going to click on oh, this. This one. is the set of three bro- of uh, three kings, right? Yeah, that's right. So here's 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 the headline. This is from CinemaBlend.com, reputable news website, CinemaBlend. Why George Clooney really fought with David O. Russell now, on the is, Three Kings set. This is old news. Fill in some back backstory is, here. So David O. Russell did Silver Lang's Playbook. What else he done? Uh, he did. He was that one with the um, Jennifer Lawrence as the Silver Lang's Playbook. Yeah, and that other one with Jennifer Lawrence that uh, the, the, the American Hustle. Yes. Okay. So. They did Three Kings together, and it is widely known that George Clooney and David Russell clashed heavily. And clashed. also, uh, David Russell is a notoriously hard director. Person to work with. Yeah, and he will do many, 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 many takes of scenes until he feels like he got it exactly right is that over true? and over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Asking the same, like more and more minutiae from actors, and some people like that, and some people do not like oh, that. Clearly, like Lily like Tomlin. Does? What? Oh. Oh no, he did. Do you uh, know that I? Huckabees, I right? almost he did Huckabees. Yeah. Now I, I almost. That's the first thing I think of when I hear Lily Tomlin. I almost touched her. Well, can you almost touch me? <laughs> so it rubs off. Um, I I also touched Alison Sudol from Fantastic Beasts when we're at we're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we're at when we're at James Corden, she was a guest, and Lily Tomlin, I held out my hand, and she went to touch it, but then she didn't. She decided not to. She just looked bit. at me and said, "Just no, no thanks." Yeah, but hey, if you want to watch that episode, you'll see me. Oh, you should um, rile her up. She yeah. seems like a nutcase. She seems Based lovely. On that one video that I've seen once. She seems like a nice person. Yeah. Okay. David Russell does seem like a, a bit cr- of a cunt. Yeah. But, you know, if he's successful, hey, let's keep employing him. Mm-hmm. All right, so, where What's is... the gist? Where is the gist of this? Okay, I didn't hear... I There's see, so much fluff. I didn't see a quote here from George Clooney, but um, it seems like a third party has jumped in. So, between Clooney's pay cut, scheduling conflicts with ER, and on-set production delays, the friction between him and director David O. Russell eventually reached a boiling point. Producer Charles Roven elaborated. Now we're shooting the climax of the movie. Helicopters, explosions, gunfire. It's chaos, madness. And George sees David talking to the extras, assistant director. And it looks like he's yelling at him, but he's yelling to be heard. And George comes running over and goes, I told you, motherfucker, if you're going to pick on somebody, pick on me. And David goes, why don't you just fucking remember your lines for once? And boom, they grab each other and they're tussling. And so I pulled George away. That was it. I've heard that before, though. Why is this coming? This doesn't feel like a new story. Um, it's George Clooney News. George Clooney News. What more do you want? What more do you want? Well, let's, you know, let's let's, do, let's. Can we do one more segment? I just thought it was just then. Okay. Pick a city. Uh, and Madrid. In the world. Right, we're going to do the weather. Ooh. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you're en route to Madrid as you speak. You might be listening to this on the plane. Thinking. Every week, pick one city. Yeah. We just do the weather for that city. And what? Very what, what, niche. What's the? What's the? What do we call this segment? It needs to have like a, a name to make it worthwhile. It's gonna be like weather something like weather. Cities. I'm just talking keywords. Okay. Here we go. Ha- yeah. Some like it hot. Some like it cold. Madrid. That's the name. Okay. Uh, we'll, we will work. We'll work oh, on. Have we done that? We'll work on. Maybe I'll type Madrid weather. Okay. 
Okay. Use Google. Why are you not using Google? DuckDuckGo, man. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm totally serious. Seriously, why are you using a website called DuckDuckGo? It's a great search engine. It they don't track you. If we type this into Google... I found the site. I found the weather. Whatever. So it's oh, 11 man. degrees. AccuWeather. Oh, you've spoiled it now. <laughs> you've no ruined spoilers. it. Spoilers. <laughs> weather spoilers. spoilers. I don't want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, okay, let's have a look at, let's look at this month's weather and we'll just run through the Madrid, the highlights of Madrid. Okay. We're not Sunday. The barrel here, okay. So today, 26th of December, 15 degrees, patchy, low clouds and fog. Don't go out in the car without your fog lights. Please don't. Tuesday, 27th of December, 15 degrees, partly sunny. Wednesday, 28th of December. 13 degrees well, mostly getting Sunday. a bit chilly down there. Now, let me just double check. I'm not sure that we're in oh. Celsius. Oh, we are in Celsius. We are in, of course. We're in Celsius. Wait, I just well, want... It's not going to be like fucking minus... It's winter over there. It's winter. Yeah. Well, it's obviously winter. Yeah, but 15 degrees, degrees... 15 degrees Fahrenheit is like minus 8. It's not crazy. I mean, that's quite cold for Spain. 15 degrees Fahrenheit is not minus 8. It's less than 32 degrees Fahrenheit, which is zero. Dude, that type of Okay, okay. 15 Fahrenheit in Celsius. Minus nine! Oh! Which is what I was going to say. No, you need to give me way more credit for that. I was right on the money. You said eight. Yeah, and it was minus nine. Yeah, you didn't hear what I said, did you? You're too busy worried about your own... I got that so... I got that right to, like, less than one percent. Less than 1%. I nailed that. And you're not even going to give me any credit. It was close. It was very close. Oh, yeah. gosh. Not perfectionist like me. Thursday, the 29th of December. 13 degrees. Down to a low of 3 degrees. Oh. Where are you doing now? <laughs> Except in Spain, they call it a dunya. I don't even know what a doona is, to be honest. Do you not know what a doona is? Like a tent? <laughs> a quilt, you fucking crazy person. I thought it was just like a real fluffed out tent. You know what doonas are. Oh, we had doona club. Like, it's just like a blanket. Yeah, it's, it's when that priest from school comes to you <laughs> under the blankets. <laughs> you, you have doona club. <laughs> anyway, like if you that. like this kind of stuff. Um, welcome. Long, isn't it? Yes, long. We'll cut out some of the bits. Well, no one's going to stick around for this long anyway. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we might as well just keep going then. Um, um, yeah, if you like this kind of stuff, you know, www.deepfort.podbean.com forward slash podbean. Deepfort. There's more episodes there. All kinds of episodes. Facebook.com slash deepfort. And what do we do if we... on iTunes, rate us five stars. Well, I mean, you don't and... need to go over the top. What if someone has a question? You can Facebook message us. Uh-huh. Probably easier. Probably or easier. We, I mean, uh, Michael will respond to that instantaneously. I really Within, will. like, un- unsettlingly fast. Yes, I really will. You don't have anything on your life right now. Questions, comments, anything, just open up the... Haiku. Dialogue. Interestingly, not haiku. Recipes. Don't understand haiku. Recipes in haiku. 
Would love a recipe. I got three recipe books for Christmas. Did you really? Yeah. You're finally going to be able to make something like eco-organic, green-friendly, lactose-intolerant kale. We'll talk about this off Garage Band. Well, it's been... Happy New Year, Nick. Yeah, it's been a pleasure hanging out. Let's do a formal handshake over the microphone. This is how we end all years. Can I tell you a, a true, a true fear and and um, constant challenge that I have? Um, no, thank you. Okay. Um, well, we'll see you next year, everybody. Um, and uh, all the best. Hugs and kisses. Uh, no, tell me, tell me if you... As a white person in as New Zealand. As a white person in New Zealand, you offer interaction. Including the Maori, and they're a lot cooler than white people are. But they rub you. They rub me sexually. <laughs> rub. Um, I'll rub you. <laughs> you said. You said. You said rub. You said rub. You said rub. Keep your voice down for no reason. You said rub. Okay. Um, and 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 they're a lot cooler, and they're more emotive when they greet people. So when you go up, they have like they have bro, bro greetings. It's 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 like, it's like you know a white American meeting yeah. an African American and trying to do like the handshakes. And you know, I kind of know what the deal is. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of know what to do. You know. I, no, like because you watch, like you know, you know, like, you, you know, you pick from afar. <laughs> Know the know the move. I've seen the blacks do it. Yeah, oh, and you know I try and I try and bring it up with with my friend like my uh, no. the the in the office and they they take it as a joke, but I'm actually very serious. I want to know. They don't take it as a racist. Oh no, they're not. They're no. they're very accepting of me as a okay. foreigner. Okay. But you know you do have to do the whole like like the bro grab kind of like that thing and then like yeah. the. The punchy bit and the yeah yeah and I, look I'm not gonna lie it doesn't yeah. feel natural to me no I want it to be natural I want more than anything just to be able to confidently oh. go up to someone and know you know in an emergency I could do a bro five <laughs> yeah what emergency is that gonna be the when meeting a black person <laughs> emergency yeah high five yeah everyone go you back know. to what you've learnt yeah yeah. <laughs> If you can reach the seat in front of you, yeah. Lean, yeah. Um, well, the fact that you called the 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 pinchy click thing—that's just the, that's what the cool people call it. It's warm in here, right? Mm. It is. It is a. Mm. It is a. It is got a stench. And not gonna happen. But I was wearing your mum's hand lotion. <laughs> I I haven't stopped smelling it. <laughs> uh, My hands are I... still. Glittery. I know. What is in this? You're gonna have to give your dad some serious jazz heads when you get home. Wrap it. 2016. Bitches! Boom. Have a good one. Have a good one. Great.